Hello and welcome back to the Avi Ohm experience. Well, this week I have something really special for all of you. This is something that I took out or found from the archives of a class that I gave quite a few years ago. And it's the, it deals with space, being in the moment, present. But two of the topics that it really starts hitting on is suffering and the eye, the big eye and the little eye. But one of the things that I find fascinating as I listen back to it, and perhaps you might find this, that there was times where I felt as 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 I was like listening to something inside of me, like a presence, the voice, the inner guide, the you know, the the inner source of being of light. And and it was as the information was being downloaded, I just was is speaking it as if it was being said to me as I was speaking it. So hopefully you can probably catch those areas where, you know, you almost felt the channeling coming through. So I really hope you enjoy this. It's about 25 minutes of, uh, of coolness and I hope you really enjoy it. And thank you for listening. Enjoy. So we find ourselves in this moment, in this space, in this now moment, which there can only exist this moment, this now, and it's a continuation of an internal moment that cannot be defined by time. And no matter what we do, we just can't seem to get away from the moment of this space. And it doesn't matter how hard that we try to get out of the space. There's no way that we can get out of it because it is infinite. And it seems like the more we try to get out of this space or this moment, we find ourselves still in it. And there's a lot of people who are trapped in, 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 a, in a moment of suffering in a moment where they would rather not be in, they're in this suffering, believing in this idea that nothing's going to change. And of course, nothing is going to change because it's just moving from one relationship to another, from one point of suffering to another point of suffering. And it doesn't matter where they go, but no matter where they're at, or where they go, they continue to find themselves in this moment or in this space of suffering. It is a familiar feeling. It is something that most people look forward to because for the unfamiliar is something that creates a different moment. So instead of getting out of that moment, they instead embrace suffering. And they feel in their minds that they're having a good relationship with the present moment of suffering. But the fundamental relationship of the moment is that it's not real. It is not there. And so in this space, we're trying to get away from it. Are we trying to get away from this space? Are we trying to get away from the suffering? Or are we so caught up in it? 
that we just don't know how to get out of it. Sometimes we can live as if the moment or the next moment may not even come. <laughs> Some people, however, they live as if the moment or the next moment is guaranteed to them. Put up with this amount of suffering or how the familiar, they, they put up with it because they almost feel as if by putting up with it, it'll somehow just move on or or that it'll get better. And it's this thinking that is in a different dimension, in a different time, and it's not based on this reality. So we are condemned to this unreal suffering, this underlining sense that there's something not right. No matter where we go, we change positions and locations, but the same thing continues to to happen. The same thing continues to manifest itself. And so we feel as if in that moment that we will feel or embrace something that's better when in truth we we won't because when we come become aware then we realize that there's just something not right we become aware that the suffering is not something that is of this realm that suffering doesn't belong to us and that suffering is nothing more than the invitation to enlightenment, which is a way to see the opportunity to understand this suffering because it'll continue to resurface itself. And we may be familiar with the merging, the, the coming out of the suffering into something different into a mind pattern which most people are still trapped in and they realize that it's not right so many people reach the the end of life and they haven't even realized that life has just passed them by because because of suffering it's taken over our lives and we haven't lived our life and so we wait for the suffering to end in order for us to live our life and some people wait years some people wait until they're you know no longer in work or no no longer working in order to uh to live or to remove the suffering to live but the evolution of of thinking of thoughts is to is to be in this in this moment because the egoic state of consciousness keeps us in this suffering and it keeps most people in this in this state where awareness is a new state of consciousness to the ego it is a state of consciousness that allows the ego to to rest to to sleep meanwhile when it goes to to sleep we get to listen to the awareness of silence of space and that we can sit in a chair and sit in silence and listen to the awareness of silence of the space because within that there's an awareness that cannot be shared and, and even as i'm here speaking with all of you there's no way for me to share the awareness of silence while i'm using sound because this sound creates a restlessness to to the ego in interpreting and understanding placing meaning 
on these words that are emerging. But the truth is, is that the ego can never understand the restlessness of space or silence or even stillness. But it requires the faculty that you bring without ego to be extraordinary in the sense of awareness by allowing the ego to to rest, to sleep. This faculty that's emerging within you, the awareness that is dormant and has been dormant, is to remove the the the, the I, the little I. But the deep I, the deep you within that space, is is the guide. And so with this talk with all of you, all I'm really doing is pointing you to the I that is deep within you already. You have come here this evening sitting around and listening, not necessarily to silence, but to the sound as it disrupts the silence so that we can properly rest the ego so that we can uncover truth because you have actually come here to be with yourself, not with me. It may seem that way, perhaps even advertised that way, but you come here to be with you. And I am nothing more than the excuse for you to be with you because you see me in you, but you are not consciously aware of, of the reflection but what I'm referring to is the deep eye within you. Not the, not the little eye, not the surface one, not the one with the accolades and, the, and the, what, you, what you're familiar with, but the deeper eye, the self, the knowing, the eye. The most commonly used words in the dictionary is the, is the letter or the word I. How, how many times do you use that per day? How many times do you think I? How many times do you say the words I when you're sharing a story with someone else? How many times do you say I when you are speaking to yourself? And sometimes it's not even pleasant that you're using the word I. Instead, you're insulting the I. I am not good enough. I am ugly. I am out of shape. But what I'm referring to is the is is the is the is the deeper I, not the surface I, because the the little I, or the surface I, is made up of a story, based on your suffering, based on your history, which you are identifying with things of what you have done, things you've done, things that have been done to you, things that have been achieved and not achieved, the collective culture of what they've made you believe the I is and how you behave your words, your behaviors and your beliefs, which I've talked about before, all begins at the early age. The first time you even uttered the word I, there was a story associated with that. That little I was associated with that because how could you know the deeper I if no one around you knew that? We are unaware of how deep this programming goes. Whenever we speak, say, in third person, it sounds strange if I was to say, Chris is speaking to you and not I am speaking to you. 
there would be a sense of disconnect as you would be listening, believing that there's something wrong with me because I'm referring to myself in the third person, the third form of, of I, which is saying that Christopher is speaking to you and not that I am speaking to you. But we attract the idea of identification. And as children, we identify with, say, toys. And we learn that we, that these, the, the toy, say a toy belongs to me, it's mine's. I have a relationship with the toy. It belongs to me. It's my toy. Mine's, it's in the I, is embedded in the mine. And so the experience of, of suffering that arises from the, the, that stuff, that egoic identification to that stuff, those things that, uh, that then we want to acknowledge that these things are ours. And so this is how suffering, as we said in the beginning, blooms into this idea, this uncertainty in which the ego then recalibrates everything that we tend to understand at, at, at these levels that are not necessarily taught to us because who teaches us or who can teach us these things, who can sit with us, guide us, whether it be through our emotions or whether it be through our, our, our self-worth, our inspiration. What, what drives us to understand who we are on, on, on a deeper level. But we're so fixed on the minds that then we grow up with this sense of identification based on the belongings. As suffering arises from the belongings, from one point to the next point, but because something has happened in our mind with the concept of the I and the mind, We've attracted ourselves to it. We've attracted a thought, but in but in the mind, the concept of the thought be, becomes a belonging. It becomes a concept of the 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 concept of the small I. So, for the first time as a child, we experience the suffering of loss, and suffering is is a we started this. We, and we started this conversation speaking about suffering, and it's a an energetic form, a sound that we are going to continue to to discuss here tonight because of the importance of of suffering, because the invitation that suffering opens for us, as I mentioned earlier, that suffering is the invitation towards enlightenment. And most of us don't take that invitation, and instead we resist it. We resist the suffering, and we we resist it, but at the same time we invite it in. But the invitation towards suffering is that we allow it to mold us, and instead of us going through the suffering to the stages of enlightenment, the stages of an awakening, where we shift our modalities, we, we reboot the program, 
we are given the opportunity to to expand and to stretch and to grow from this pain in which suffering brings us and instead we we become isolated by the by the suffering breathing becomes more difficult seeing truth becomes more difficult being in our truth becomes more difficult so whatever situation that we in we encounter we we encounter more and more suffering because the i the small i we think we are identifies with the things that are unstable that cannot last the thoughts that are unstable the personality within you that's unstable and so to identify yourself with the unstable sense at the early age of this experience we don't know who we are and so the suffering that arises within the suffering but the feeling of identity is is with identifies with the concepts and and things and eventually we graduate from the little toys to the bigger toys and and the identification comes with the other things we identify with what our parents have what we're given bank accounts concepts our surrounding culture our environment what we see what we allow to come into our awareness what we eat whatever sticks to the eye becomes the collective culture of what we accept into our truth and so we all have different eyes everyone here tonight come you arrive here you come here with a different sense of i all of you come here with that with the development of a programmed collective identification that perhaps you haven't parsed out into its truest form of understanding and so you're just reliving a program and within that program there is suffering and within that suffering there's the small i which has just been passed on from from one to the other a very strong sense of unawareness has been passed on to you to cover up the awareness of who you are of what you bring and how you deliver and what it is you can deliver we all within suffering are these victims so we take on this victim role collective victim identity which exists in our world and so everything happens within this realm and the concepts accumulate within the central concept of of the i and we wear it and the more we become aware of the unawareness the more we submerge ourselves into the unawareness and so we continue to harm our sense because our personal history has done a lot to 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 give you, all, you the sense of identity right now as you come here tonight there's a sense of full there's a there's an eye a small eye that's knows that it's not enough and so when you identify with that eye you believe that you are the speaker of the small eye now if you want to achieve things and that's great but you have to recognize that it's the small i that's achieving these 
these things that it's not you it's not the big it's not the 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 big self the inner self in which doesn't need the accumulations of things it just recognizes the i am without the need of having or doing but just being being in this space as we spoke about being in this moment this everlasting moment of space and to most people the 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 eye in this moment or in this space doesn't um it does it does not it doesn't care what you care about it it does not it is solely here to experience form in space that's it and whatever form in space looks like to you and however you choose to experience your form in space is up to you but we but we typically are not experience form in space, but in, in, instead we are egoically experiencing the lower vibrations, lower experiences that, you know, perhaps don't open up our, our awareness. So what are you choosing to, to do? What are you choosing to use within your own awareness in this moment the ego wants the sense of su- to feel superior to to others and it perhaps has that sense it has that feeling and it carries on that feeling as as it is reiterated it, it reiterates itself the egoic ego the egoic mindset is the ego and it reiterates itself to be better than those that are around it because there's a sense of you need me and with you needing me that creates a a, a belonging which is perhaps one of the questions that I have heard the most from people when it comes to the awakened moment and at least it was for me as well as I had uh, stepped on this path to remove the layers of unawareness it was the question of where where do I belong? And understand that when the ego is asking that question, it will just immediately answer it on its own because where it belongs is telling you or teaching you or being better than you. And it gives, and just by doing that, it, it creates the sense of belonging. But one of the things though that it, that it does is that when it identifies with that role they need me and we all know that suffering is is right around the corner from that the the I, the wanting to be needed is an emptiness that cannot be filled by other people it can't be filled by things and so the suffering becomes like an alarm system for us the suffering becomes a a point of awakening where the the alarms are set off and, and you know and just like a fire drill or say you know uh, in a building you know you have all these light up signs that they light up in a way to 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 guide you out of of danger you know the same thing you know with sometimes with vehicles and, and buses or trains you know planes as well they you know, they have those those track lightings on the ground where if something were to happen, then these light up and they guide you to safety. And so when we see suffering in that manner, that it's just a 
It's a path to guide you to safety, even though it may not look safe. And even though you may have to go through some, you know, some, some things to, to get to this side of safety, to get out. That's what we have to uh, trust in because these lights that I'm referring to are the ones that are lit up by the universe, lit up by God, by source. The concept that you are identifying with the suffering only embeds the concept of ego. It, it just, it, it, so the ego will convince you of, again, of the small I, and it will then enhance that by what the reflection in the mirror is reflecting back onto you. If, if you know, I'm, I like to write, and if, and if you're a writer, then you're going to use that story. If you're an artist, you're going to use that story. And however that story ends or however that story gets to or however that story moves, that's just how we associate ourselves with that story, how we associate the, the ego with the underlining feeling of, of unease. So the identification is asking yourself, how are you going to identify yourself in this moment right now? Take this moment and ask yourself that. What social class do you belong to? What's the one thing you like to do? How do you use the words that you speak? Do you draw them out? Do you use an accent? All of these are forms of identification that only re, re, like provide a rebooting system or they kind of strengthen the sense of, of this little I. But so how does this I feel to you and and how is it superior in terms of the concept of where we will go from this moment to the, to the next? The collective consciousness or the collective culture of consciousness, as you've come here, have perhaps strengthened. And so it's up to me to, to guide you to a different sense of, to a different sense of I, not a, not a sense of superiority, but a sense of surrender. Surrender is something the ego doesn't grasp, it doesn't understand, it doesn't like, it doesn't want part of because the ego wants to be superior to others where in surrender, we, we surrender, we, we, we're not. So to the ego, surrender means to be weak, but the, but the, the small I is the weak I, which is what the ego doesn't want to associate with, but internally inside it makes you believe in that depending on on the collective group gathering of of ego and depending on how you believe in it and what you believe but it all is based on the personal history of of this of all this information i'll go ahead and take some some questions now <laughs> 